Before beginning the episode, good news, a podcast is running a Kickstarter campaign to help keep the good news coming. The goal of this campaign is to raise $3,500 in 30 days to help bring back weekly episodes of Good News Podcast. Right now, episodes are only coming out every other Friday. If everyone who's listening to this episode contributes $10 right now, we'll easily achieve our goal and be on our way to bringing back Good News a Podcast for good. To contribute to the Kickstarter and help keep this show going, head to the link in the description of this episode Check out the show's Facebook page or go to www.kickstarter.com slash project slash good news slash good dash news dash a dash a podcast. Or on second thought, just go to the link in the description. Hello and welcome to Good News, a podcast, a show sharing silver linings, positive stories, and more good news to help you rebalance the news cycle. My name is Connick Fitchin, and I am a comedian and host of this podcast. Here are four brief good news stories to get us started. When Hurricane Delta made landfall, many people sheltered in place. Ricardo Pimentel did the same, but he sheltered about 300 dogs with him. Pimentel is the founder of the animal shelter Tierra de Animals. The shelter was founded back in 2011 and today, some 500 animals live on the almost 10 acres of land. Located about 20 miles southwest of Cancun, Pimentel lives at the shelter with his family. When Hurricane Delta came, Pimentel cut down tree branches, boarded up his house, and invited the animals who lived in the shelter to come into his home. And they weren't just dogs. According to Today.com, dozens of cats took refuge in his son's room, his daughter's room harbored chicks, bunnies, and even a hedgehog. And patio became a haven for a flock of sheep. In an interview, Pimentel said, It doesn't matter if the house is dirty. It can be cleaned. The things they broke, they can be fixed or bought again. But what's beautiful is to see them happy, healthy, and safe. This story went viral and people from all around the world have helped to donate thousands of dollars to help the shelter and help these animals get adopted. Moving on, earlier this month, an 80-year-old man from Modesto, California rescued a driver who was drowning in his vehicle. According to CBS 13, Steve Montalongo saw a car in a canal with water rising and the driver stuck inside. Montalongo jumped to action going into the canal and pulled the driver out. This isn't the first time the 80-year-old has rescued a person from a tragic scene. In 2013, this Californian pulled two people from a burning building. Asked if he was a hero, Montalongo humbly said, I was just a fella that got put in the right place at the right time. Howdy Homemade is an ice cream shop in Dallas, Texas, and it has a service mission. All of its employees are individuals with special needs. Despite having a great scooping staff, when the pandemic hit, like so many other businesses, Howdy Homemade was affected. Even when the store reopened, the amount of customers coming through the doors just wasn't the same. The business was struggling. According to the website Eater Dallas, 
On September 1st, a friend of the store owner started a GoFundMe campaign to raise $75,000. The goal of the campaign is to pay employees and move the business to a smaller location to help lower the cost of rent. When the store asked for help, the community rallied. To date, the GoFundMe has received over $100,000. And on October 9th, CNBC's The Profit host, Marcus Lemonis, gave Howdy Homemade a $50,000 grant, specifically to hire more employees in line with their service mission. And on Black Friday, which really is not too far away when you think about it, IKEA, the world's biggest furniture group, is launching a buyback initiative in line with its efforts to become a fully circular and climate-positive business by 2030. Customers can return fully assembled items back to the store for vouchers. And in doing so, customers get a percent of the original price of the item, depending on its condition. IKEA said vouchers will have no expiry date to encourage customers to purchase items only when they are needed, and anything that cannot be resold will be recycled or donated to charity. That is our good news rundown at the top of the show. For those who are new to Good News, a podcast, after the Good News Story Rundown, the show goes to listener good news. If you have a good news story you'd like to share with the show, send a voice message to 917-960-7635 and leave a voicemail. Or you can send me a recorded voice memo to carnicfishing at gmail.com with the subject line, good news. I love hearing people's voices. Just make sure you add your news source if there is one. If you'd prefer to just send me the good news story and not record anything, post the story to Good News, a podcast Facebook page. I figure now is a good time to try and grow that community and make it a home for good news. Today's first listener good news comes from Craig Jessup. He's from Richmond in the United Kingdom, and I would like to say a big hello to Craig. Craig emailed me back on September 30th, and he's a big reason why I was encouraged to bring this show back. Craig sent me a story from the BBC titled, Jet Suit Paramedic Tested in the Lake District Could Save Lives. And for any American listeners, that's the Lake District over in the UK. To break down what the story described, the idea behind the jet suit is that if a hiker is in need of medical assistance, rather than a paramedic needing to travel 30 minutes by foot up a rocky hillside or to the top of a hiking trail, they could put on this, quote, jet pack and get to the person in need of assistance in potentially as little as 90 seconds. Andy Mawson, director of operations at Great North Air Ambulance Service, who came up with the idea, said in the article about the jet suit, we could see the need. What we didn't know for sure is how this would work in practice. Well, we've seen it now, and it is, quite honestly, awesome. And watching the video, I have to concur. Mawson went on to say, in a jetpack, what might have taken up to an hour to reach the patient may only take a few minutes, and that could mean the difference between life and death. Thanks for the article, Craig. I am always happy to hear about ingenious ways people are saving lives. If anyone else wants to see that awesome video of the jet suit in action, head to this show's social media. 
The next story is actually one from my own life. The good news of podcasts stopped production in early May, and that's in part because I started performing stand-up comedy again. Before the pandemic, I was living in New York City and doing a lot of work as a stand-up comedian. But then, everything changed. I didn't perform for almost eight weeks, and that was hard because I stopped doing what I love. But on May 8th, a glimmer of hope sparked something new. A fellow New York City comedian, Trevor Glassman, and I started performing live, social distance, outdoors, stand-up comedy shows called Curbside Comedy. We started it in our home state of New Hampshire, and our first show was right on my parents' front porch. From that show, everything grew. While performing again is good news on its own, a part of Curbside Comedy is about giving back to communities. And because of that, through Trevor and my own collective effort, we have raised over $5,000 for charities from our shows, and we're quickly approaching $6,000. All I wanted to do was to perform again, and through that passion, we've actually found a way to help local and national communities with our donations. For the show's last segment, I'll be doing a community spotlight focusing on people and organizations that are doing great work. If you know a charitable organization that deserves a spotlight, reach out to me and let me know. I love to highlight them. For this episode, I'm spotlighting the Jason R. Flood Memorial. And it's actually an organization that Trevor and I have been giving to through Curbside Comedy. It's an organization in Greater Derry, New Hampshire, and it's just done so much good for the community. And it also aligns with the arts, which as a comedian is something I'm very passionate about. Um, it doesn't necessarily align directly, but it supports the arts in a lot of great ways. I had the pleasure of talking with Doug Flood. Here's some of that conversation. My name's Douglas Flood. I'm the executive director of the Jason R. Flood Memorial. We started it three years ago, but we've only technically been a nonprofit for a little over a year. Um, after the untimely suicide of my 18-year-old son, Jason, we're just trying to raise awareness to everyone out there who needs, you know, may or may not need a voice. I really love your organization and all that you've been doing, but can you say some of the positive impacts the organization has made within the community of Greater Derry, New Hampshire? Um, sure. It, it, they've been small to this point. Um, at some of our events, we, we usually have, to this point, we've had larger nonprofits that are that are situated for spreading our message and offering help to people. And we've seen kids go up and receive information. And, you know, and myself have received, you know, text messages and things like that after the events from some kids telling us, you know, that they, 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 they view it all differently now. You know, they, they realize how much they're, they're, cared for and how much hurt and devastation the suicide leaves behind um, and things like that. So I, I believe that, you know, it, it's made baby steps um, and the future's looking better. We we are just working with another nonprofit, Connors Climb, to bring education to the Derry School Board system. They're required by law now, state law, to be tested every annually, and um, so we're going to be funding that moving forward. That's great. I mean, 
you all do so much. And I know a lot of your events to incorporate educational aspects with mental health being so important, especially now, what would you recommend to listeners who are concerned about their own or someone else's mental health? How do they just start the conversation? Um, just be real and be on, honest. Um, we, we had an open conversation in this house or open dialogue or whatever you want to call it with Jason. He knew we could talk. He knew we could ask for help. Um, we tried seeking help for him. We talked about suicide. You know, none of it's taboo. You know, just, it, just don't sugarcoat it and say what it is. Um, but I don't feel he was totally honest with us. And I don't feel I personally did not fully understand the scope of what he was feeling. And so we're just trying to get people educated on some of the finer points of the conversation. I'm thinking of trigger warrants, you know, and mm-hmm. things like that, that, that might help you recognize that this is more than just a, a moody kid or a moody teenager. You know, this is something bigger. But that, that, I mean, that's what I would try to tell people. Just, just you know, the, the, the information's out there. You need to find it. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid to talk about it. Talking about it does not drive someone to it. Just the opposite. Yeah. Well, with, with you being a part of this, you know, uh, for three years and going on, uh, what's one positive story or experience you've taken from being part of the Jason R. Flood Memorial? Right now, the... We are, a childhood friend of mine has joined our group and she has had her family issues and she's had nowhere to turn. And so together we've all been able to put together a parental support group that has its first meeting in two weeks. And we're hopeful that that will grow into a setting where parents who have kids who are in trouble or, or they have questions themselves can get together with other parents, share thoughts and ideas, and, and we can help one another. That's, um, that's, it's really cool and exciting that this is all starting to take shape and come together. You know, our focus has been from the beginning that we want to teach kids how to communicate, not only communicate with one another again, but to let them know that they're there for one another. Um, all our music events are geared towards kids sharing equipment, sharing band members, um, and things like that. And I want kids, I think kids will talk to kids better than they'll talk to adults, especially at first. And I feel once they're comfortable talking about it and they get responses from their peers that they didn't expect, then, then maybe they'll come to their parents or other adults a little more open. And hopefully by the parents being informed by our story or by support groups where they hear other people's stories, they'll know how to handle it a little better. Last question here is, I know the Jason R. Memorial was selected as a finalist for a $20,000 donation through Primary Bank Gives Back. How can people support the effort to this donation? I know time's running out right now to uh, help out. Yeah, no, it's, it's the voting goes on until... This Friday night at 11.59 p.m., they can go to Primary Bank Gives Back. All they have to do is scroll down the bottom. They don't have to sign in, log in, or anything. They don't have to be a customer or a New Hampshire resident. They can be anywhere that there's internet. And um, 
answer a couple quick questions and select the Jason R. Flood Memorial as the nonprofit that you want to support. And the five finalists out of there who gets the most votes wins the $20,000 donation. And the the banks are very good. And, you know, we survived the first round and everyone said, you know, the, they don't send tons of spam mail or anything like that. It's not a gimmick. It's they really want to help the communities that have been helping them. So it's very cool. Thank you, Doug, for the conversation. If you want to learn more about the Jason R. Flood Memorial, head to the organization's Facebook page. And if you have some time today, the day this episode was released, help the organization out with a vote. All that information is in the description of this episode. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please, if you have the ability to contribute to the show's Kickstarter, please do so. $10 from everyone will get us to the goal to keep this show coming. The good news will only continue, though, if we hit that $3,500 goal. If you come across good news, you can call 917-960-7635 and leave a voicemail or send me a recorded voice memo of some good news to chronicfairchain at gmail.com or, again, like I said, post a good news story to Good News, a podcast Facebook page and let's build that community. Please rate and review this podcast and tune back in in two Fridays from now for a new episode. Thank you so much. Stay healthy, everyone. Let's keep the good news coming.